scriptures I remember. If you think the smoke um, the last couple of days in the sky because all the fires is bad, that's pretty much how it is every single day in China <laughs> because of all the pollution and the, the dust in the air. It's, as you could probably tell, a lot of the pictures were really hazy, kind of darker, cloudy, but it, it's just, that's just how it is. It's really hazy and cloudy and, and polluted, really. Um, so it wasn't good, always nice uh, to take pictures sometimes because you couldn't see very far because all the haze everywhere. <laughs> but, um, uh, but a lot of other things, um, so there were several churches in those pictures, not just the one I was working at mainly. And, and uh, there was just a whole lot of things, like as you can see, um, some of it was Tiananmen Square, the Forbidden City, um, things like that where, uh, where Chairman Mao was buried was next to the, the big statue with all the people. Um, and different things like that, where, uh, and you could see in some of the pictures, there's pictures of Mao everywhere, and people basically worship him as a god. And uh, because he brought communism to the country and supposedly brought the people together, they all basically try and worship him and, uh, and seek him. And, um, and it's just, uh, 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 really, it, they, they worship him as a god. And uh, it's kind of difficult um, to witness sometimes because cause that's all they know. And, uh, and China, it's not nearly as bad as, as people think. Um, sure, it's communism. Sure, you can't do a lot of things. But one thing you can do, um, you, I mean, I brought in a thousand gospel tracts and a, five Bibles and some Christian books and things like that, which aren't necessarily legal, um, but they're kind of tolerated. Um, I was able to hand out some tracts in the country, uh, which isn't technically legal either. But they're, they're lax on it, and uh, they allow things like that to a certain extent. As long as you don't hand it to a police officer or something like that, you'll be okay. <laughs> so I wasn't quite that stupid when I was doing it. But, uh, but it, when I first went, I was thinking there's going to be police everywhere. There's going to be just people with guns and all this crazy stuff. But it's, it's not nearly as bad as that. And I think many times, many people around the world think China's a lot more oppressed than it really is. It, it is. There's a lot of lack of freedom, but it's not as bad as, as many people think. And uh, it just shows that the Lord can really work there and do some things there if there's just some willing people to go, because there are some open doors there. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you to pray for that country and pray for people uh, to go. And, uh, and with that, uh, I'll bring a short message and uh, let you guys go, and hopefully we'll get out here before 7.55. So if you guys would all open in your Bibles to Galatians chapter number 5. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold. I don't know how it happened. I uh, was healthy the entire time I was in China. And then I get back, and it's been kind of chilly the last couple of days. And I guess maybe that kind of gave me a little cold or something. But um, So if I'm sniffling or something like that, don't worry. I'm not crying or anything like that. <laughs> but if you turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. And uh, once you get there, if you please stand, and we'll be reading verses 13 through 16 in Galatians chapter number 5. And starting in verse 13 in Galatians 5, and it says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, 
and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to serve you uh, in China this, this past uh, six weeks, Lord. And I just praise you for that opportunity, Lord. I pray that we would all have a, a greater heart for, for China and for the world, Lord, to be saved. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help this message, Lord, to speak to our hearts. I pray that you would speak, Lord, and your spirit would work and, and do its will, Lord, in our hearts and in our lives. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and glory for it, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We are all blessed to be born and live in this country, America, the land of liberty, as we call it. And uh, we have so, so many freedoms, so many things that we're allowed to do here in this country. I mean, we can, uh, we can say whatever we want. We can do a lot of things, uh, as long as it's not breaking the law. We can do pretty much anything we want. Uh, we, can, uh, we can aspire to be whatever we want. Uh, we have great liberty here in this country. But as, as I lived in China these past six weeks, uh, I noticed some differences between this country and between China. I, of course, noticed some things about freedoms, uh, but I also noticed uh, driving habits. I know you think some of the drivers here in California are bad, but I have taken, uh, I don't know, I've, uh, I'm really grateful that we have these great Californian drivers because they are nothing at all compared to drivers in China. Just, just imagine a road system that is constantly under construction with like potholes this deep and, and just horrible horrible conditions. And then on top of that, there's basically no road, uh, there's no traffic laws at all. There's pretty much no speed limit. There are lines that divide the, the lanes, but they pretty much shouldn't be there because no one follows them. Uh, there's even bike lanes that have like a median in between with maybe some trees and grass and stuff. But cars just freely drive right past that and just driving the bike lane, going the wrong way, going the right way, going anyway. Uh, it's just amazing to see the difference between driving in China and driving here in the States. I'm just, I praise the Lord that we don't have drivers as crazy as there are in China. And I think of uh, sometimes their, their boldness. Their, 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 they will say anything to you. They will tell you anything. They will speak their mind freely. Um, if they think you're ugly or fat or stupid, they will tell you right to your face. <laughs> They have no, no uh, inhibitions about it. They will just, oh, wow, you're fat. <laughs> just straight face, nothing thing about it. And you're just, well, how could you say that? And they're very blunt in some cases. And uh, there's many other differences, many other things, like the things they eat. Um, I mean, I had uh, one guy was talking to me. He's asked, so donkey's really gotten expensive here. Donkey meat has. I was just wondering if the same things happen there in the States. I mean, I know it's really great. And I sat, I was like, mm, no, nah, actually, we don't really eat donkey in the States. And he was just shocked. He, he couldn't believe that we did not eat donkey. And, of course, I had donkey several times when I was over there. It's a little different, but it's, it's, not, it's not bad. But, but uh, I, I mean, there are some things that they just they go on, and they just don't believe that we don't have there in America. And, uh, and there's many differences, and also in freedom. Uh, differences in our freedoms and in their freedoms. And just think, maybe you want to get on the internet and well, you want to look something up about Christianity or maybe you want to go to a blog or, or maybe you want to do something like that. Well, you go on and you might be lucky. You get on one time, like, oh great, I, I got on to that site. But maybe you go on again and oh, it's blocked. I can't get on. Or maybe I want to go to a blog and just uh, do this or that or, or, or just do something like that. Or maybe even send a private email to somebody. 
well, you just better be very careful what you email because the government has their eyes on it. They're watching. You better not send anything about missionaries and nothing about house churches, nothing about converts, and definitely not any pictures showing any of those things because the government will hunt you down and uh, figure out who you are and what are you doing. And uh, many freedoms, I mean, just on the Internet. I mean, you think, well, that's a free space. I can go wherever I want, see whatever I want, but, but not in China. Um, and religious freedoms. I mean, here in, in America, we can freely tell anyone we want uh, anything we want about, about Christ, uh, about the gospel. We, we can freely go out and tell anyone. We can knock on doors. We can uh, go and just hand out tracts at, at stores and things like that. But in China, it's, it's much more difficult to do that. And we have so many freedoms to, to freely proclaim the gospel. But in China, they don't. And even though we have these great liberties, are you using these liberties for the Lord? Are you using these freedoms we have here in this place God has given us, in this place God has put us, are we using those liberties and freedoms for the Lord? Are we using those things to see people saved? Are we using those things to, to uh, do the Lord's will in our life? Are we using the freedoms that God's given us for him? Or are we just sitting back and not using them? Just, no, well, I've got freedoms, but oh well. <laughs> I just like sitting down and doing nothing anyway. Uh, and we're, we're all sometimes professional couch potatoes. And we just don't want to do this or that. Oh, I'll do it later. Uh, professional procrastinators. But if we don't use these freedoms, we could pretty much lose them. If we don't use them now, then who will say, oh, well, you guys don't use it anyway, so we'll just take it away. <laughs> and we must use these liberties for the Lord. And tonight I just want to share with you two simple questions that we must answer to use the liberty God's given us for him. The first question is, how do we use our liberty correctly? How do we use it correctly? How do we use it for the Lord? And if you look in the text, it says, For brethren, in verse 13, Ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh. And then if you look at verse 16, just remember the phrase, uh, Do not use it for an occasion to the flesh. In verse 16, it says, Then I, I say that, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we can see how we can answer this question. is very simple. We must not walk in the flesh, but we must walk in the Spirit. Because we may have these questions, we may have, these freedom of, we may have the freedom to pick this or that, but we may say, oh, I don't know what to answer. I don't know if this is right or this is right. But if we're walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh, the Lord will clearly reveal to us what his will is, and clearly reveal to us how we should use our liberty correctly. In Galatians 5.24, just a few verses down, it says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. And we are to die to self. We are to, to crucify the flesh. We are to empty ourselves of the flesh and rid it and kill it and not let it have any rule in our lives. And as we do that, we must fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We must fill ourselves with God's Word because God's will is in His Word. God tells us what we are to do through His Word. And as we fill ourselves with His Word, the Holy Spirit will dwell and work in and through us. And we must not just be filled with the Spirit as we're commanded. It says, Be not drunk with wine where it's excess, but be filled with the Spirit. 
we're commanded to not, to not only be filled with the Spirit, but to walk in the Spirit, as it says in verse 16. But if you go down to verse 25 in Galatians 5, it says, um, if, ye live, if we live in the Spirit, or, or if we're filled in the, with the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And walking in the Spirit is not just being filled, but being continually filled with the Holy Spirit. We must die to self. We must correctly use this liberty by not letting the flesh make our decisions, but letting the Holy Spirit of God work in and through us and, allow, uh, and help us to make the correct decisions and lead us in his will as we fill ourselves with his word and, and, and rid ourselves of the flesh and the desires and lusts of it. And that's the first question. We, just, we must correctly use the liberty God's given us by dying to self, by, by, by cleansing ourselves, crucifying the flesh, and living in the spirit. And then the second question is, how do we use our liberty for others? How can we use this freedom God's given us to help others, to, to, uh, to encourage others, to uh, exhort one another? How can we use this freedom for others? And if you look in, uh, in verse 14, it says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And how we can use this liberty properly, correctly, is to love one another. We must have a love and a compassion for others, uh, for these here and for those outside the church as well. The Bible tells us as we love one another, that's how people know that we're even Christians. It says in John thirteen thirty five, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. If ye love one another, if we love each other and truly care for one another and help one another, just as Pastor has been sp- speaking about the last two Sunday mornings, about the love in, Gal- in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. If we have that love in our lives, people will truly know that we are Christians. If we don't have that love, they'll say, well, man, I thought that guy was a Christian. He sure doesn't act like it. He sure doesn't live a life like that at all. And we must live a life of love for one another. And we must model the love that God had uh, we all know the verse, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we know from this, God had a sacrificial love. He was willing to give up his own Son to die on the cross for us. And that too should be the love we have for one another. We should have a love willing to sacrifice for one another, willing to give and go the extra mile for people. Not only here in this church, not only the people we know, but the people we don't know, or the people that are not saved. We must have a love for them all. We must model that love as Christ commanded us to. In John fifteen twelve, it says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Just as God loves us, so should we love others. We should have a sacrificial love. We should have a love willing to do anything for someone. Even if it's somebody that hates us, we should be willing to do anything for that person. Because the Lord will use that. The Lord will use that in great ways, depending on who the person is. And we can model that love by serving one another. We can model that love by, uh, by doing what Christ did. Christ served. When Christ was here, he served everyone he, he was, I mean, you can go to the story where he washed the disciples' feet, where he did so many things and served. 
But one thing he did the whole time he was here was he shared the gospel. He shared what he was here to do, to die for sinners, to die for us, to pay for our sins. And that's exactly what we should do as Christians. We should serve one another by sharing the gospel with one another. Just as Jesus had a love for sinners, we too must have a love enough. We must have that love enough to tell others. Not just a love to uh, just say, man, I, I love that person, but I'll pray for him, which is necessary. We must pray for people. Um, but we must have a love as, uh, that leads to service, that leads to action. We must have a love willing to go and tell people, not just to sit back and say, man, I love that person, but do nothing about it. Because just a, a passive love won't do anything. We must have an active, a, a, a love enough to tell other people. In Jude, chapter, uh, in Jude, verse 21 and 22, it says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and of some having compassion, making a difference. If we have a love, if we have a compassion, if we truly seek out others with that love, the Lord will use that. It will make a difference. I can think uh, on my flight home, uh, I, was, I, was beat. I was there for 40 days. I was pretty tired. Uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep most nights, but that was okay. I was, I was busy, and I was having a great time. Uh, but I would just before I left, I prayed, Lord, I just pray that, that I get to the airport safe. I pray that I get through all the, get my bags checked in, get, get all through, and get on the plane, and, and get home safe, get through customs and all that stuff. And I also pray, Lord, that you would please give me a window seat. Uh, I was like, I don't want to sit in the middle of an aisle with all these noisy kids and, and all this stuff. I just can I have a window seat so I can rest my head on the wall and get some sleep. And, and I also prayed, Lord, would you also put somebody next to me that I can share the gospel with? Can, can you put someone next to me that, that speaks English? <laughs> because most of the people on the plane probably didn't speak English. I asked, Lord, can you put somebody there that, that speaks English? that I can share the gospel with, Lord, and that you'll save. And as I prayed that, I got on my way, and things were going great. I was getting through everything, get my bags checked, no problem. And uh, I got through all the security and everything quicker than expected. And I even got a window seat. And I was just, I was amazed. Because I was there a little late, and I got a window seat, and it was great. And I was just, Lord, you're answering my prayers. This is awesome. And then the, this Chinese guy comes up, and he sits next to me. And I was like, oh, he probably doesn't speak any English. He's Chinese. Um, but uh, he said, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> he speaks English. <laughs> and, uh, and he sat down, and we talked a little bit, and he found out he's from San Mateo, and uh, he's been working here. <laughs> exactly. And, but he's, he's been, he lives there now, but he's been here in the States for 10 years. He grew up in China. So his English is pretty good. And I was, I was surprised. I was like, oh, that's good, that's good. Um, and then as the plane got through a little bit, we ate our first meal because it was about a 10, 12-hour flight, so we got two meals. And neither of them were that great. But, but besides that, it was, it was a good flight. And uh, after we ate the first meal, I, I said, oh, hey, well, I'll pull my Bible out and see what happens. So I pulled my Bible out and I said, do you know what this is? It's oh, that's a Bible. And I just kind of started a conversation. We started talking about some things. And, and, uh, and he started to talk about other religions and how, like, a lot of people aren't really sincere in them. They don't really have any change in their life. And, and through that, I was able to, to show him from the Bible what the Bible says about God, what the Bible says about salvation, what the Bible says about our sin problem. 
and how that we can know for sure that we're on our way to heaven, how we can have forgiveness of sins. And I shared with him the gospel. And that day, uh, his name was Wei Ma. And Wei Ma trusted Christ as his Savior there on the plane. And it, it works. If you just simply have a love enough, I'm not saying I'm anything special. If you just, I mean, I almost didn't say anything. I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't want to talk to him. I just want to get some sleep. I don't want to do anything. But I just said, well, I'll pull up my Bible. I'll see what happens. I, I, I'm willing to talk to him. And because of that, the Lord used that and saved him. And now he has a home in heaven. Because someone just simply had enough love to act and to actually share the gospel with someone. Not just to, to think, man, I love people and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for them. And don't get me wrong, praying for people is, is necessary. That's what I did before I even left. I prayed that the Lord would save someone. But we must do more than just that. But we must actually go out and be active in telling others. Will you love enough to actively tell others of what Christ did for them? Will you uh, love someone enough to actually go out and tell someone? And I know most of you, someone loved you enough to open the Bible and to share with you what God did for you. Someone loved you enough. It may have been a parent. It may have been a friend. It may have been a coworker. It may have been someone you didn't even know. But someone loved you enough to tell you. Now, do you have enough love to tell someone else? Do you have enough love to, to use this freedom God's given us to tell someone else of what Christ did for you and what Christ did for them? Do you have enough love? God saved you. Will you share that love with others? God God died for us. All we must do is just share the gospel. The Holy Spirit will work. God works through his word as we share the gospel. And all we must do is just simply let the Lord work through us. People will get saved. God will work if we just simply trust in him and act and not just sit by uh, idly waiting for things to happen. But we must actively tell others because someone was willing to tell you. You must too be willing to tell someone else. We must answer these questions of just truly being spirit-filled because the Holy Spirit will work through us and lead us to others to share that love with and to see people saved. And we must be willing to actively tell others of what Christ did for you and what Christ did for them. And as we do that, the Lord will truly bless your life. He'll, he'll, I mean, the greatest joy on earth is to see someone trust Christ. And we must, I mean, that's why we're here. God left us here because he wants us to tell others. That's why God left us here. And we must just be willing to tell others and not just sit by and just let things happen. But we must be willing to tell everyone of what Christ did for them. Will you love enough to tell someone else? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I I thank you so much for the liberty that you've given us, Lord, the freedom to, to freely tell anyone, Lord, of your, of your love and your gospel, of, of the saving uh, power that you have, Lord. I praise you and thank you so much for all that you've done for us. And Lord, I truly pray that we would all work at truly having a love for the unsaved, Lord. Truly have a love enough to tell others, Lord, and to see people saved. Lord, I just truly pray that you'd help us to actively tell others, Lord, of you. It may be a coworker, it may be a relative, Lord. It may be someone we don't know. But Lord, will we love them enough to tell them? I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to have that kind of a love and passion, Lord, for the unsaved. 
Lord, please fill us with your spirit and use us, Lord, to see people saved. I pray, Lord, that you would work in a, an amazing way in the coming weeks, Lord. And, Lord, that we would see people come and be saved and baptized, Lord. And that we'd see you truly work in an amazing way, Lord, as we actively uh, share this love with others, Lord. Pray, Lord, that you'd work in our hearts and truly convince us, Lord, of this amazing truth. And, Lord, I praise you and thank you so much for it. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Stick up here for a minute. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm really having a hard time, folks. I tell you...